this is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I'm Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And, and hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Okay, so, so I mentioned before we started recording that I have a statement. Yes. And the statement is about this movie. Okay. And the statement is, just to give you a little background, um, I do, once a week, I do volunteer work with our friend, friend of the podcast, Meredith, Meredith Thomas. Yes. And so what our volunteer work is, is there's a group of us and we go into elementary schools. We go to an elementary school, and we teach fifth graders how uh, it's called young storytellers. And we teach them how to write a script. Mm -hmm. And and by the end of and it goes for like six weeks. And at the end of the six weeks, these ten year olds have scripts, and they they. We bring in a bunch of actors, and the, and the actors do their scripts in, like, an assembly. Yes. And my statement is, the 10-year-olds that I work with have written better scripts than the movie <laughs> that we just watched. Well, okay, so, the, yeah, this week's movie, Her Affair to Die For from Lifetime, I loved it. But I loved it because of it was such a spectacular train wreck in so many ways. I, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I agree. I want to back up. I have a question. So when Meredith is teaching this storytelling, is she teaching them sort of like the lifetime model? Does she have the students writing about oh, people in hoodies and they're poisoning 10. people? They're 10. Well, 10 year olds wear but hoodies. But that's oh, no. what she Well, knows. no, I'll tell you this. There are there are a couple because and, and they break them into groups. So right now I think there's like four or five groups of kids. There are some stories that are kind of like, uh <laughs> There are there are some stories that are are you know, uh, you know a little, a little like questionable in a good way, but. Okay. The dialogue in this movie, the 10-year-olds that I work with have written better dialogue than this movie. Okay. There were some some bad lines of dialogue, but what I, I think why I liked it so much is there were a lot of just wild turns. It felt very soap opera, more so and, and than usual. Again, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I just said it felt very soap opera, more so than usual. Well, and I'll say, like, a lot of Lifetime movies that realize that they're kind of, you know, dumb, 
they it seems like the actors all just leaned into this. They absolutely leaned into it with this movie. Everybody in this movie, involved with this movie, knew what kind of movie they were making. I hope so. Because sometimes you'll see a bad movie and somebody's given a performance like they think they're winning an Oscar. But this nah. movie, like everyone knew what they were doing and like having fun with it, and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it was interesting. I I don't know. I don't know how much of an age difference there was between the mom and yeah. the daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess she, maybe like she's in the Guinness Book of World Records. I was confused. I was confused at the top of the movie because I thought they were going to be playing friends. Yeah. 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 I thought they were going to be sisters. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, no, every, they just, they leaned into this. I, they, they're probably all like, okay, it's a check. We're going to get, the check's going to clear. Let's just do this. Yeah. All right, but sometimes you got to think about your. But then every now and then, you you need a gig. You do. And I also think yeah, that I'm... that mentality of like, oh, you've got to think about your long-term career is like looking yeah. at like your legacy. And there are plenty of actors, which we all love and respect, that have 1,000% done a shitty movie for a good paycheck. Well, a lot of actors, you have like Leonardo DiCaprio did Critters, one of those Critters movies. Johnny Depp did Private Resort. Mm-hmm. Tim Robbins was in Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. I mean, isn't Helen Mirren in the Fast and Furious franchise now? That's what I'm talking about. Is is like it's, Who? Yeah, Helen Mirren. Yes, she's in the Fast and Furious franchise. She is. Yes, she apparently she, was a fan of him and wanted to be in him, so they wrote her apart. Yeah, she's in the latest well, one. I'm just being the devil's advocate when I say about your, you know, I don't know. And I'm saying that, so, like, that's overthinking it. And, and think about it for a second, though. Because, you know, our, our friend Meredith Thomas, who, who does, who basically has a career mm-hmm. from doing yeah. Lifetime movies, it's, what is it? Like, it's basically two weeks of your life. I don't even think that much. Back. Or, like, ten days, like, ten days or something like that. I would do it. Yeah. Well, I would also, but I'm working on the gig economy. Hell yeah. We don't see Our, I, most actors do. Even even the yeah. ones whose names you know are gigging, you know, doing gig to gig. Well, yeah. Yeah, and that's what, you know, there's the writer's strike going on right now. And that's part of the strike is the fact that, like, there are people that go from gig to gig but with streaming and stuff, just, you know, they're not making enough to live. Yeah. Now, how is that? How do we prevent that? I kind of thought that's how it worked. Because as an actor, we're always going gig to gig. Mm-hmm. Well, but you can go Unless from you gig have like to gig. like a regular, yeah. But you can go from gig to gig and get paid enough to, like, sustain your life and to have, like, yeah. meet your basic needs. Mm-hmm. Right. And especially their argument, which the actors were having the same issue, and our contract is up next month. Yeah. Um, But the issue is, is they're doing these jobs, and then, you know, these companies, the 
project goes on streaming. These companies are making millions and millions and millions of dollars where there are mm-hmm. writers who could barely afford to eat and pay their rent working for big named shows. Mm-hmm. And because streaming was the Wild West, there was no sort of residuals, uh, proper residual structure in place. There's no, like, you know, th- these are all sort of based on a 22 episode a season model, and that's just not what shows are doing anymore. So right. writers are, you know, having to stick around for like a, a whole production, but getting paid for like six, ep- you know, like, a shorter season in many ways. And so they're just not making anywhere near the money that they would be under the old model. Cause there was an example used of a woman who said that she worked, she wrote on CSI and could barely pay her bills. There's no reason for that. Mm -hmm. No, no reason for that. Yeah, no, I, I, you guys seem to know a lot of the, uh, points on this i was trying to i was looking it up to find some specific stuff because i had read about this before so uh-huh. so like one of the big issues. points of contention uh, is obviously ai but like that's a, you know will be millions of other conversations from now but like because the episode the shows have gotten these shorter seasons um if you're like a writer producer on a show, you're sticking around not just for like the few episodes that you wrote, you're sticking around for all the others and they want you around for reshoots and all these other things. And because that's the case, it's hard for you to take another job if it's offered to you, which, right. Right. which sounds great, but let's, but if it were like a 22 episode season, okay, well you're around for 22 weeks of getting paid. If it's a six episode season, but then you're having to stick around for longer than that, then you can't take that other job and you're only getting paid for six episodes. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm probably not explaining it well, but, but it is a bit of the, this, um, like making these smaller writers rooms to maybe pitch ideas for, you know, for a few more episodes. And then they don't even keep you around when those episodes are getting made. Uh, and, and they fire you and bring in other writers and friends of the producer or whatever. Right. Exactly. Are you guys going to strike? Cause I get stuff from SAG. I get emails from SAG I'm gonna, information. I, I'm going to, yeah. I think one day next week, I'm going to go and join a picket line i haven't been able to only because it's it i'm just working during the day during the week like a regular nine to five job i live because i live near two studios actually yeah i live near two because i live near paramount and i live near paramount and netflix yeah and they're striking at both yeah and like uh they're both within walking distance of my house so I think one morning, one morning next week, I'm going to go and join the picket line. Because all you have to do is just show your SAG card and they'll let you do yeah, it. Yeah. They won't let yeah, you pick strike. it if you're like, they won't let you pick it in solidarity without a SAG card? I was just told, because I get the same emails that you and Kurt get. And in the email, it said, bring your SAG card when you go to join. Oh, okay. Maybe they just want to know, like, oh, you know, what percentage of people are showing up to help out. Yeah, because, yeah, they just make sure you bring your side card. Because I have plenty of writers that are bringing, like, you know, spouses and kids and stuff like that, and they're not in the union. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think also, 
there are what well, I saw a bunch of t-shirts like SAG supports mm-hmm. WGA. So I'm wondering if they yeah, they're giving out shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read that they were giving out shirts. I know I'm not close to New York right now, so I would, if I was up there, but I know they were, they were uh, striking in, you know, Manhattan and Brooklyn, but I saw something on the news. They were, they were somewhere in Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're basically hitting any production. If if they find out there's a yeah. production that's filming that use Writers Guild writers, um, that they're picketing those too. They're trying to shut things down that are in production that are technically already written. But yeah, I mean, you know, when you're on set, they're rewriting stuff and having to change things around. So they're always rewriting. And yeah, because the whole point, like you, you know, people won't cross the picket line like especially like you know the the IATSE people and stuff right yeah union yeah the other, other union people won't yeah anyway i guess oh, what were you gonna say sorry other union people but what was on my mind was those those writers of uh succession succession yeah yeah hey those people triple i love yep. that well the show's already written it's already it's already produced they're done pay them again Speaking of getting paid, do you have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. This is from page six, just in time for Mother's Day. Black China shocked fans with a sweet video hugging her mom, Tokyo Tony, as the former foes appear to have mended their relationship. Even more surprising was the tattoo Tokyo Tony revealed to the former reality star, showing off her name, Angela, in large writing on her chest. It's huge, Tokyo Tony told her daughter, (laughs) whose real name is Angela White. Over my heart, she added, after the two embraced any hug that resulted in them rolling around on the ground and kissing each other on the cheek. What? Um, Hold on, I'm still going. Thank you, God, for the 35 years of life. I love you, Mom, for birthing me. Happy birthday to me. The former uh, OnlyFans star captioned the sweet post. Fans were surprised by the loving reunion as Tokyo Tony has previously stated that Black China kept her from visiting her grandchildren, King Cairo and Dream Kardashian. She later stated that the children would be better off with their fathers, uh, Tyga and Rob Kardashian, respectively, as something was terribly wrong with China while she was dating allegedly abusive artist Kid Boo. We can't help but love our mamas regardless, one person commented. Heal it, God. Break down the walls of division, another wrote. It don't matter how hard they fight. That's still her mom. We all need our moms, a third said. However, some weren't convinced. A fan predicted, I'm happy for them, but I have no faith in the mother. So I give her about a month, month and a half, give or take. While another said, she'll hate her in the next 20 minutes. (laughs) It's unclear. Exactly when the two reconciled their differences, though it could be perhaps part of the healing journey Black China has been on in recent months after she was baptized on her 34th birthday last year. The former stripper also said she'd like to start going by her birth name and has been in the process of removing her facial fillers, butt injections, and breast implants as part of her rebirth. As for tattoos, China may appreciate her mom's tribute, but she's eliminating her own, having started the laser tattoo removal process on her enormous demonic Baphomet, but tat, as well as the names of some of her exes. And that's it. That's I, what Black China is. I love that Black China has gone through this transformation. She is this uh, seemingly, you know, newfound person. I don't know if she considers herself bored again or what, whatever. 
But as they're writing about this and writing about this new path for her, they always point out that she is a former OnlyFans uh, star and a former stripper. They love to point that out in conjunction with her being very much not those things anymore. Right. That's yeah. funny. Well, they're showing contrast, I guess. A, a metamorphosis. <laughs> no, they're stuffing their article with keywords that are more highly searched so that this comes oh, up higher in search. Yeah. When I do a search on stripper, that, that comes up. That comes up. Mm-hmm. But, but, no. but before we get started, <laughs> something sad happened this week. Yeah. Jackie Zeman, who played nurse Bobby Jones on General Hospital, died. I know where's Bobby Spencer. Well, that was one of her names. Yeah. How, I know what, all of her names. Yeah, what are all the names? Because she was Bobby Spencer Brock Jones Cassidine Jones. What was she in the episode I was in when she was my co-star in a scene? She was Bobby Spencer. Okay. That's her maiden name. Yeah. Barbara, Barbara Jean Spencer. Well, we should have had audio of that. That scene. Well, I didn't know we were going to talk true. about it on the show, so I did not prepare audio. Well, sorry just, about that. I should have. But she doesn't speak in the in my part of the scene. I don't actually interact with her. She just happens to be in the room when I come in. You're in the room with her. I am so in the room with her. I, but my interactions with Carly. But but for those of you who don't know, yeah, years ago, Jason, our Jason Bowers was on General Hospital, and he had a scene with Bobby and Carly. Mm-hmm. Two iconic, two iconic women of Port Charles. And I delivered a package. And not in the porn star way. No? No. But, you know, Les could not have done that. Not Could not have done that job. He would have peed himself. I'm a professional, thank you very much. Peed himself. I he would have said, I can't go in. I can't cross the picket line. They said, there's no picket line. And he'd already be running off. I am he wouldn't, a professional. He's going to handle it. Well, no. Les, this could just, you imagine being in that set of General Hospital? Well, I hope to be on that set someday. But no, I <laughs> I, I, know I was know when to rein it in. I was very excited to be there too. Like I didn't watch a ton of soap. Like I'm not as uh, soap obsessed as Les is, but I. General Hospital was the show that my mom watched, so I watched it growing up. I remember all the Luke and Laura stuff. So uh, I watched it probably into college. I watched Days for like a hot second in college, but General Hospital was the show that I knew. So I knew who Bobby was. Um, my mom was, that was the thing that made it real for my mom that I was like out in California acting is that I was on the show that she watched. That's nice. Well, I literally have been watching General Hospital my entire life. My very first memory, seriously, was an episode of General Hospital. And I remember, I remember it to this day. And so, so I, so I, what am I, I'm like 57. So I've been watching General Hospital for at least 54 years. Like it's been (laughs) like through my entire life. What was the memory? So the memory was Audrey. So Audrey, who basically, for those of you who are, you young people listening, Audrey is Elizabeth's grandmother. So at the time, Audrey was having an affair with Dr. Hardy and she was going on the run with Dr. Hardy and her little baby, Tommy, but then, and nurse Lucille was like trying to cover for them. This is a lucid memory. 
I, I was four. <laughs> That's why, I, what, like, good. when you said that, um, hey, that those kids are ten. When I suggest, or I think Chris suggested that uh, they they could have written one of these movies. Uh, with these kinds of wild twists, that's I, I think kids see stuff on TV and hear bits of conversations, and they get pretty wild with their imaginations anyway. Uh huh. I would love to see you and Meredith just give the the kids some nuggets of um of uh, plot points that need to be hit and see what they do with it. I I would do it. I would do it. Do like lotto uh, balls with like you know. A uh, black hoodie, uh, oversized hidden camera, um, uh, like shots of LA, and then throw in some other like random things and see what they come up with. Shots of do, LA, that, but it's not really LA. That was this movie. <laughs> well, I used to do a, a project. With, it's like it's a, it's a twenty four hour f- film. Mm-hmm. You, you make a movie in twenty four hours, so that's kind of what you get. Like the very beginning, you have to use a certain line of dialogue. You get a genre. You get like the name of a character you have to use. So yeah, you could throw in a, a, a certain a certain prop. Yeah. So yeah, you could. It's it's kind of like what's that show? Uh, Iron Chef. It's like Iron Chef, but with movies. But with movies. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies, let's I guess let's let's get into this. Yeah. Can we Her talk affair, about the title? I was just Pardon? reading it. I don't even know it's proper English. Her affair to die for. Kind of, but I don't know anyone would ever put those words together. Well, they don't belong together for this movie because it's not the her that's having an affair. Yeah. Ex- well, exactly. no, she, you're right. Well, it's no, his. She, it's would, his affair. Considered having an affair. No, she's not having an affair. He's having an he's affair. Having she's affair. not married. He's having the affair. But you, if you, you can have an affair with a married person, though. Doesn't that make sense? I think. No, the married person is the one having the affair. Right. Yes, that's right. Because she's was... single. So she's not having an affair. No, no. She's oh, causing the affair. affair. It could be argued. She's in an affair? He's in the affair. He's in the affair. Okay. But, like um... Are you here for an affair? So, so I'm, ha- I'm happy that the cold open is back. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, they brought the cold open back. Well, this was, this, this was like an actual Lifetime production because it was from that, um... Uh, is it Real One that's produced yeah. a bunch no, of their movies? Did, yeah. Did you see the credits? It was called... Uh, the film production company was... Almost never. It was an almost never film production. <laughs> wow. This almost never got made. Right. Exactly. I, I, they went, I, they, they definitely went back to the, to the park ranger school of dramatic arts mm-hmm. in some cases in this movie. I think they have a job placement program. I think so. I think so. Cause I just did I a guess- little acting in something and I'm afraid, sh- I'm afraid to show it to you guys. You might think I'm from the, Park Ranger School of Acting. No, but so, I was a little rusty. I've seen you act, Kurt. You can act. I've seen. Yeah, you I act. can act. Yeah. This thing I did, I was a little rusty. They, they they put me in like a hospital. Somebody was making like a hospital show. And I was a little stiff. And, and like the actors in this one, they were all talking very fast. Yeah. They, well, very this fast. this script did 
uh, unlike some uh, Lifetime and Hallmark movies where they speak real slow and have a lot of like long walking sequences or long establishing shots to fill out the movie. This movie had a lot of plot they had to get in in a pretty short amount of time. So that's they were probably told like, hey, keep it moving. Then it's not going to be boring. And it wasn't. It was. No, it was not. It was moving. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we start off. We're, it's, so it's night. And we see a house that, for whatever reason, has a lot of lights. It's like that, you know, that house that you talk shit about on your block because they mm-hmm. they left their Christmas lights out. It was that house. And so we see we see um, a couple, a very attractive couple, and this guy gets a little bit. This guy woman gets has, a woman looks a little bit like Laura Dern a little bit. She's a Laura Dern type kind of yeah kind of she had like laura dorn laura dern hair for sure yeah so like that's totally a role meredith could have played actually oh i can totally see meredith playing that one yeah totally um so so the guy gets a text and it says we need to talk and he texts her back and says it's over and then we see this cup. Then the couples have a very tense dinner. The dinner is very tense. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out a ring box and he slides it over to her. And she's like, You were with someone else. And he starts apologizing. And he, we see someone watching them. Mm-hmm. And. You know, she's then like the the woman. I guess the jewelry softened her up. Because she's like, it looked like an engagement ring, but it looked like she was wearing an engagement ring. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Hmm. I, I was thinking the same thing, but whatever it was, it worked because she's like, okay, well let's let's try again. And then they're outside and they're leaving the restaurant. And they get hit by a car. So that's the then cl- wait, wait. So uh, j- because I didn't reread my notes after I finished watching the movie, this has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yes, it does. No, the guy oh, in this scene. But if he's run over here, how how does he figure into the rest of the movie? Wasn't that him later on? The no, movie? that was him later. That was him later. And he's in a wheelchair. He's the one that gave them the name. Her name. Wait, he gave who her what? He's the one that gave you didn't... <laughs> when they, <laughs> he's the one when that they gave call them. the guy later on, they call and he, he gives them information. He's like, I guess my 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 wife died. You can see he's in a wheelchair. And he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Wasn't this the Peter guy that works in the office? No. No. <laughs> no. Wow. Okay. See, now. Okay. Now this movie makes sense to you. No, it does not. It, it makes even less sense. Even no, he's the, one, sense he's, the one that, he's the one that, like, filled in all the blanks for them. Okay. Oh, God. He looks a lot like Peter, though. No, there were a lot of lookalikes in this movie. Oh, yeah, there were. There were a lot. Like, yeah. okay. like this, this casting director had a type. Yeah. Because a lot of people looked similar in this movie. Um, uh, so, so then 
we see, so they're supposed to be in LA, right? It, yeah, it, they were definitely showing establishing shots of LA, but there at one point I see one of the main characters' cars and had Georgia plates on it. Yeah, it was and, not LA. And then at the end in the and like every shot, I was like, I none, I don't recognize any of this, and you usually see stuff that looks sort of familiar. And yeah. then in the end credits, it uh, had the the like uh, Georgia production logo in the credits. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. Because I was looking, I it, when normally with Lifetime movies, I totally know where they're shooting. Totally. Yeah, and there was nothing about the plot of this movie that lent itself for needing to be set in L.A. It could have been anywhere. Yeah. Um. So, so we see we see two women running. Now, I thought they were two sisters running, but it turns out they were mother and daughter. And not just mother and daughter, mother and like twenty something daughter. Yeah, <laughs> like the mom yeah. looked maybe late thirties. Yeah, like they totally and the they, like the daughter supposed to be twenty something, but also looks like early thirties. Yeah, right. She looks older. Yeah, and that's not a, a slam against the actress. I think it might have been haircut. Maybe yeah, she no, just carries totally a more adult energy too. Time. But she didn't look Long in the tooth. She didn't look super young. No. no and they were both, they were both very attractive. Very women. attractive, yeah. Babies having babies. So, so we find out that the daughter is moving away, but like she's staying in town. She's just moving out on her own. Yeah. And then we see her dad. Her da- the dad's very busy. He's a lawyer and he's very young too. Yeah. Like he looks like he could, he looks like he could have been with the mother or the daughter, like they're contemporary. Yeah, there is a line. There is a line where he, did, where I guess they're trying to justify this. Because we were young, we were younger than you. Well, they were very young. Were you eleven. Mm-hmm. So, and I, yeah, I even wrote here the dad looks young. So, so then um, she tells she tells her parents that she's looking for a roommate. Oh, her name is Christina. So Christina tells her mom and dad that she's looking for a roommate. We also find out that her mom, Liz, is trying to get like a baking company off of the ground. Mm -hmm. And her friend Sam is helping her. Yeah, what's up with Sam? Sam's a dick. Sam is a dick. But I it felt like some of it was justified. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But see, yeah, see, Sam had a bit mm-hmm. of an attitude. Yeah. But I would too if I were treated the way I was by the dad constantly. Well, would you be happy if you were married to a woman and Sam is hanging around? I would not feel threatened by Sam. No. Sam is definitely right, not. not Sam thought. Sam thought a lot of himself when he didn't need to. <laughs> Sam was. Sam was definitely like a little righteous, a little pious, maybe. But uh, right. maybe pious isn't the word. It wasn't religion. But it, he, he definitely felt he had a chip on his shoulder about his place in the interpersonal relationships in that family. Yes, he probably wasn't necessary to the movie. You probably could have taken Sam out. Yeah, if if you had taken him 
Al, like he serves the purpose of the dad feeling threatened by somebody else being there, even though the dad's is a sleazebag too. Yeah. Actually, other than Christina, there were no, other than Christina and her boy and Christina's boyfriend, um, there were no redeeming people. Like the people in this movie had no redeeming qualities other than Christina and her boyfriend. Yeah, this is true. They were all pretty terrible in some way. Like all. Mm-hmm. Really? Including Even the wife? Liz, yeah, the wife Liz? was whiny. The she wife was, was whiny and needy and didn't need to be. Yeah. Uh, she was baking. So? Well, she, so speaking of baking, he. So she's trying to get this company off of the ground. He called uh, the dad, Noah, calls it a hobby and she got. But her. Yeah. Instead of being like, hey, asshole, she she sort of this is why, like, she kind of bugged me is she she would always cower every time he would sort of not build her up. Yeah. And then so he was up for a promotion uh, to become partner of his law firm. And he was having a resentment against her because he's like, listen, if I get this promotion, I'm going to need you on hand to go with me to functions and dinners. And so I don't like this baking thing because it's going to take you away from me. Right. So, so then we see like a a montage, a roommate search montage. Mm -hmm. I I wrote weirdo potential roommate montage. Yes. Right. There was a guy who was, who kind of looked like Francis from Pee Wee's big adventure, who was a, Obsessed with his cat. Yep. Th- then That's there was a, wo- a woman chugging beer. There was a sorority girl. There was a clean freak. Yeah, she was yeah, like was wiping like everything down as she sat down. Right. So so then the, the last woman shows up, but I wrote she has crazy girl hair and crazy girl eyes. I felt crazy girl eyes. I didn't feel crazy girl hair so much. It's like she had hair like Carrie from the movie Carrie. <laughs> well, Carrie you know, wasn't crazy. She just made things move around. This this woman, you know who she reminds me of a little bit, and even a little bit in her performance is is Elizabeth Berkeley. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I can see that in her crazy. face. Yeah. Crazy eyes. Uh, yes. You, I, I, that's, funny. that's funny you mentioned Elizabeth Berkeley because I thought about Elizabeth Berkeley today. Because I was in the car. I was in the car and that song, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> was that in striptease? Or not striptease? Uh, no. It was Showgirls. No, that, that, no, was, was, that a- was from the very famous episode of Saved by the Bell where she was hopped up on caffeine pills. Yeah, she's addicted oh, to caffeine pills. Yeah. No knowledge of this. And she's like, I need them. I need them back. Look, I'm okay. I'm so excited. I'm so was this excited. a very special, was this a joke or were they? they no, she got it was like done very seriously. But like everyone kind of knows that pop culture moment. Even like I've never seen it, but I'm I very familiar with the, the moment and its existence. I didn't know. 
I didn't know there was a cautionary tale against caffeine pills. You know, it was a very special episode. It was a big thing in the nineties to like, like, uh, oh no, this these kids are staying up late to do all their studying. (laughs) I had to take caffeine pills for a little while. I literally took one before we started recording this podcast. You're on some now. Yeah, one, not some. Like some makes it sound like I'm just sniffing in the bathroom. I could use one. I haven't had one, I think, since the 90s. Oh. But no, I didn't know it was a cautionary tale. Nobody came to me and said you shouldn't be taking this. Well, you need to watch Saved by the Bell. The Jesse, the Jesse, and you need to go and and um, YouTube Saved by the Bell, the Jesse caffeine pill yeah. episode. All right. Look, I had some very busy years. These are busy years. So I need to get back on those caffeine pills. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, so 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 that so the crazy girl named um um um, um what Alyssa oh, God. Alyssa uh, yeah it was Alyssa yeah so Alyssa shows up and Alyssa is like I saw your ad at the hospital and um she says well I spent a lot of time in the hospital because my dad was ill and she says she volunteers there. Volunteers there, yes. Um, so, so then, um, so, so then the next scene. Oh, tell me my notes. I have oh, work. And the, the dick, at work. The husband's at work, and um, the and his coworker's like a total sleaze bag dickhead. Yeah, this I I actually wrote in my notes Peter. here. The dad works with the guy from earlier in the movie. That's what I wrote. So that's why I thought it was the same guy. They, they do look alike though. Yeah. They do totally look alike. So the dad tells his secretary to order some flowers because he's in trouble. And so so, so then we cut back to Christina. She's showing Alyssa the apartment. She's saying, you know, that she's telling Christina all of the amenities. And she tells Christina, oh, and there's a gym. And Christina's like, oh, that's good. I can use it for my personal training client. So Christina, so uh, Alyssa's a personal trainer. So she says. So, um, the, so, so the dad, Noah, meanwhile, is in the office. And he discovers that he forgot one of his, that he, his daughter somehow accidentally picked up one of his work files. That was a, now, that was a plot of an episode of the Brady Bunch when they were in Hawaii, wasn't it? Or no, not Hawaii, was but it? It, was a, it was a three-parter though, I believe. There was a three-parter Brady Bunch about somebody missing a file? No, it was just, it was like one of the B stories of, uh, of, of the greater, larger episode. But I remember Jan had Mike's blueprint for some big client. Oh, I remember that. And Mike had something of Jan's in the same kind of like long tube. I remember that. Oh, uh, okay. So, so here's, I had a problem with this though. Because so so she's so she's so Alyssa so Christina's showing Alyssa the apartment. Christina tells Alyssa that she's in. Christina gets the text from her dad about the file, and the dad's like, "Hey, I need that file." And Christina's like, "I'm really busy," and Alyssa's like, "Well, I'll take it over there." So this is the dad's a lawyer. 
Mm-hmm. So this file could have been like classified information, mm-hmm. and the daughter just went and gave it to some random woman she just met to go take it to him. Yeah, and if yeah, that's no, okay to send choice. it to dad, just scan it and send him an email. Right. Right. So we don't know what could have been in um in that file, but he gives it to she gives it to the complete stranger to take over there. And it's like, come on. Yeah, it's a bad move. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, and I and I was wondering, isn't that illegal? Like, because isn't that kind of great confidentiality? It's probably not illegal, but it I would I would definitely call it ethically stupid as fuck. Yeah. You're like, here you go, here's a file. So, so seems then like Alyssa, a, a, seems so like malpractice Alyssa right she, there. Yeah. Doesn't she, doesn't she also think maybe, but maybe would be the best thing to send this young girl with these c- c- cutoffs off to see her dad in the office. That might look a little weird. Well, you're not thinking that someone's going to try to bang your dad. Yeah. All right. It's good. To be one step <laughs> well, maybe she should think that way. No, she, she's like, my dad and I are the same age, and I don't want to bang him, so why would anyone else want to? Right, right. Well, that's true. I didn't think of it that way. Right. She's like, he's just dad, you know. So so then Alyssa shows up with the file, and his assistant tries to take the file from Alyssa, and Alyssa's like, no. And she's very, Alyssa's being very pushy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And she introduces herself to the dad and the dad, because this is the part where the dad is supposed to be like, who's this weird chick? Get her out of it. What is this? Because not only is she there, she's being pushy and weird. She's then saying stupid things like, you must be the best attorney they have. Look at your office. And it's just like, you're dumb. Get out of here. Oh, that's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. So then the sleazy co-worker comes in and... Peter Buchanan. Yeah, and like, I, you know, eyes her up. And she's like getting skeeved out. And then she tells... Um, Alyssa tells Noah, you and your wife should come over for dinner. And so then uh, the boss comes in. The boss comes by and he asks Peter to leave. Right? The boss asks Peter to leave, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No, because Peter stares at her ass as she walks out. Oh, but oh we're that's right. past that part. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we're right there. Oh, yeah. I got Mr. Ellis enters. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then we see, we cut to back at the house. Um, Alyssa is on the bed looking at pictures of her dad and her family. Then Christina comes in and um, she's like, wait, Alyssa, you're not coming to my birthday party. And Alyssa's like, you know, I'm thinking about my ex and he cheated on me. Or he, I'm thinking about my ex and he, he's, he cheated on his wife. Yeah. He's a doctor that cheated on his wife. And he went to HR on me. Mm. She claims she's he wearing was... a flash dance outfit. Did you see the, Flash dance outfit, like I do not. Jennifer Beals, she's wearing like the gray sweatshirt that's kind of pushed off to the side. 
I mean, I feel like Elizabeth Berkeley wore something kind of like that in the I'm So So Excited She scene. did. Yeah. She did. Hmm. Oh, well, I think Flashdance started that. Yes, it definitely did. Sweatshirt trend. So, so then Christina is, like, encouraging uh, Alyssa to get back out on the dating scene again. And Christina's like, "What? you need to get back out there. I have the perfect person who I could introduce you to. So, so then um, we're at the party, and then Alyssa, uh, uh, Christina introduces Alyssa to Craig, her boy, her boyfriend's friend, and then Craig, and Craig was hot. Recognized her from the hospital. He was hot, and, and he recognized Alyssa from the hospital. And Alyssa is like being a total bitch to him. And then Christina thinks that it's because. Christina's ex was a doctor and uh, Craig is a doctor as well. And so then they're at this birthday party. They're acting like it's like a 10 year old's birthday party. (laughs) They really were like, why is the dad's assistant at Christina's birthday party? Christina, this, uh, 20 something with parents the same age as her. Why is the dad's like 60 year old assistant at this birthday party? Right. And so Maybe she's working there. And so then, so then the assistant is like, um, she's looking at the food and she's like, are there peanuts in any of this stuff? My, I have a peanut allergy. And which is so, obviously a big piece of information we're going to need for later. Yes. Yes. A ridiculous piece of information. Yeah. Like they may as well have just like wheeled out a wheelbarrow with, uh, with hammers so they could just hit us over the head. Hey, you need to know this for later. <laughs> I have a peanut allergy. So, All right. So, I get it. So then Alyssa was a total bitch to this <laughs> yeah, woman. She was. An allergy. Alyssa was a total bitch to this woman. She's like, she, she, were, she was, yeah. She's like, she, we were talking. So yeah, she's like, look, you can't, I don't care if you've got the peanut allergy. That's how it felt. Yeah. So, so then Alyssa leaves, Alyssa gets upset and leaves and she's walking through the house and she wa- and she runs into Noah drinking scotch. And so he's like, you know, and then she's like, are you planning on coming for dinner and taking us up on that dinner invitation? Mm. And he, then he starts talking about how he's up for partner, but his competition is his sleazy coworker. And she's like, Oh, you mean that guy that looked at my ass as I was leaving? Does she have eyes in the back of her head or she could just, Feel the gaze. She probably does. Probably like if if you're an attractive woman and you're in a room with a guy like Peter, you know that they're checking you out. So 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 then Peter calls and tells Noah, one of our clients got arrested, and guess what? I'm taking the case. And he also was kind of he also kind of was kind of feeling like he should be at the birthday party too. Yeah, he was very upset it's about like, not being invited. To the I know I wasn't. I wasn't invited to well, your daughter's yes. birthday party. The six-year-old assistant is there. Peter should totally be there. Right. I guess the, that's the, true. The owner of the law firm, Mr. Ellis, should be there. 
the the <laughs> the other the roommates that didn't uh the potential roommates that didn't get invited to be the roommate they should be there i mean she's only Fill turning that. she's only turning 28 <laughs> fill that room up <laughs> but but yeah they were totally acting like it was like a baby like a one-year-old's birthday party or something <laughs> So, so then the dad, so then Noah is like, uh-oh, he's trying to take my job. I got to head back to the office. And heads back to the office on the spot. Yeah. Um, and then he calls. So then Alyssa brings the phone to Liz, and Liz is pissed. And Alyssa's pissed, too, because her dad left her birthday party, even though she's 30. She aged two years in the last couple of minutes. <laughs> Look, how much she doesn't know how many birthdays she has left. I mean, come yeah. on, you know. Right. You know, she's counting down her summers. <laughs> so, so she needs, you know, make the most of this. So they're they're upset. Then um Peter so then Noah and Peter and Mr. Ellis are at the office, and then Peter get Noah gets a phone call, and it's Christina getting her cake and them singing happy birthday to her because, you know, he was missing out on his 30-year-old daughter's birthday. But it's Alyssa that's the one that calls him. Yeah. Alyssa did it. Yeah. yeah. And the wife doesn't have an issue with that. I don't think the wife... No, I don't... The wife wasn't... Like, she's mad at the dad. Yeah. At this point. No, she, she's, she's there. Not a, she, she, you know, Alyssa's right there with her... A, a wife would... I don't think Alyssa okay. knows that Alyssa's doing that, for, like filming that for the dad. I think the wife just thinks, oh, she's filming her friend getting sung happy birthday to. Yeah. Uh, these, these women are astute to this kind of thing. So, so, so then, so later, okay, so this is the part where I would be like, um, excuse me, because um, Noah comes home later. And Sam is there cleaning the house. Yes. And he's like, Liz is taking a nap. And then um, uh, Noah's like, um, you can leave now. And Sam gives him total attitude. He's like, I got it. And it's like, no, you motherfucker, no. get out of my house. What the husband, Noah, he says, like, I got it from here. And Sam says, do you? It's like, damn. That's what you still. I'd let him stay in the. I let him stay in the house if he's cleaning. What's interesting about Sam? I will give them credit in in the writing of this. Is they could have easily cast a bitchy gay guy in that role to be like her gay best friend, right. uh, but with the simple choice of casting a a straight guy, it then immediately like gives it different stakes for the dad to be annoyed by this guy being there. Right. Right. Sam needs to look elsewhere. Yeah. So 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 then is this where he is this where Noah gives her flowers? Yeah. Well he tries to. He's got yeah, two he's bouquets though. <laughs> Instead of just like one bouquet of flowers, he's got a bouquet in each hand. Yeah, I like one yeah. for Christina and one for um Liz. And she's like, you're, you know, she's like, you always bring me flowers when you are trying to apologize. You said you'd be here for Christina. But like, once again, Christina's like 35 and they're acting like she's never had a birthday party before. Right. 
so then he and he was like, well, you believe in Sam more than you believe in me. And, and so so they have a fight. And then uh, Noah goes downstairs and he sees Alyssa bent over looking oh into the couch. Yeah, there's nothing but trouble. And she says that she forgot her earrings and her dad gave them to her. I tell you, I'm just saying, if I was this guy, I would stay away from her. I would stay a mile away from this woman. But he's right. leaning in. You talk about leaning in. So, so then she starts flirting. And then he says, Noah says, well, you know what I'll do? I'll come over and I'll cook for you and Christina. And then he gives... Mm-hmm. He gives uh, her the flower. He gives Alyssa the flowers to give to Christina because Christina had gone out with her friends after the party. No, so, didn't he give? Didn't he give her both bouquets? One for you and one for Christina. Like oh, one thanks right, for right, he helping to he clean he up. Did. Yeah, Mm-mm. he's a creep. So, so then the next scene, the dad is over at their house cooking, and they and. Christina asks, where's mom? And he's like, well, she's at home baking. And Christina's like, you know, you really should go running with her because that's mom wants you to start doing things with her. And one of the things that would make her happy is if you would start running with her. And they act like he's so wildly out of shape. You couldn't possibly go for a run. And this guy was like a good looking guy in good shape. Like that was not going to be a problem for him. Right, and they had, you know, they were all the same age, yeah. so. Yeah. So, so, Didn't keep up. Although, you know, so, so, C- C- Christina had a cholesterol scare, so now he's a little worried. <laughs> wow. So, um, and then Christina's like, oh, well, Alyssa could help you because Alyssa's a personal trainer. And so Alyssa tells the dad, oh, well, all you need to do is build your stamina up, and it'll take you two weeks to do that, and I can help you. So, th- so then the next scene, we see the dad on this rickety exercise bike. <laughs> it was like the kind of exercise equipment in like a shitty motel. Yeah. Like just rickety as hell. And it made yeah. noise. It it's, made probably left over from, it's probably left over from the Olivia Newton-John physical oh, yeah. video shoot. They probably found it, found the you know storage area from that. So so oh, so then Alyssa looks at him and says, "Well, running's not going to fix your marriage." He was, he was, he wasn't he even running. He was on a sitting like one of those, um, not just an exercise bike, but one of the like lower sitting ones, like like putting in no effort whatsoever. But he looked like he was going to die. Yeah. So, so then Alyssa tells <laughs> Alyssa tells uh, Noah that her dad left her mom. And then we cut back to the office and one of the workers tells his assistant, hey, your lunch is here. And she's like, well, I didn't order any lunch. And then the other assistants, the other coworkers like, well, there's a note here that says it's a special and that there's no peanuts in it. That's what it says yeah, there's, there's like a sign on this the bag. This there are no peanuts in this. So eat this strange yeah. food that happens to be here. 
that you have no idea where it came from. There was also a note on it that said, I'm not trying to murder you. Seriously, totally <laughs> not doing that. So the, so uh, so obviously the woman chowed down, down on it. She was hungry. Hey, free she chowed free down food. on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's either that or dumpster dive. <laughs> oh, and then we cut back to Sam talking to Liz, and Sam's like, listen, I'll loan you the money to to start your bakery. Yeah. I'll do it. Crossing the line. Crossing the line. Maybe I keep this guy around, though. What am I saying? This guy's cleaning. He's giving us money. Oh, in terms of, like, would he be a good partner for um, uh, Liz? Maybe. Maybe. I keep him around as, like, a houseboy. I'm not threatened by him. He's cleaning the house. So so then we cut back to the office. Patricia, the, the assistant, goes into anaphylactic shock. Alyssa just happens to be in the office. Yeah. Now this is like, once again, like that scene from the room we're talking about where all of a sudden all the characters are on mm-hmm. the roof. They, they all run mm-hmm. out. That's the same thing. Like Alyssa all of a sudden is in the scene. Yeah. And then she saves her with an EpiPen. And uh, Liz goes, so then Liz goes to the hospital to, to check on things. And their dinner gets rescheduled. Oh, the client, they're supposed to have a client dinner, but the, and uh, the client dinner got rescheduled. By the way, uh, the uh, Noah is a dick for not telling her that in advance because she is clearly dressed up for a nice dinner. He didn't bother to tell her, like, oh, you don't need to, like, get ready because we're not doing this thing. Right. You dick. You dick. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then the next day, <laughs> the boss announces that Peter got the promotion. And so. The way they did this was stupid, too, because if they were going to give Peter the promotion and not give it to Noah, they would have talked to them both in private about that. They wouldn't make this reveal in front of the entire staff. Humiliating. So, so, so then <laughs> Noah talked, Noah's talking to the boss and it turns out that their client's wife, it's some court case, right? And what are the members of the court case who they're defending? Their wife had an affair uh, this is where this there. is where it got like really plotty and convoluted is they try to like put in all these layers as to why Noah didn't get this job and it just it it confused something that didn't need to be confused even more. Yeah, so their client yeah, and it boiled down to the client's wife had an affair and they didn't want the news of the affair to get out. So that's why Noah didn't get this promotion. Less or do you have cover Les, you have something blocking the microphone of your phone because you're muffled oh. again. Sorry about that. Okay, better. So, did so we also it, cover that Alyssa's working there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, she said, well, "I'll call my temp agency, and why don't you just do it? You don't just bypass the temp agency, right? Just say, hey, hey just have me, just have me work here for a while, and then at that, at the party where they're going to decide who uh, who gets the promotion, the woman who has had the 
peanut uh, peanut allergy thing. She's like, she's talking to Alyssa. She goes, I- I'm back here working now. You don't have to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a buddy comedy with the two of them. Who, the, who, who Patricia and Alyssa? Patricia and Alyssa. I would watch that uh, that show every week. Oh, oh. So, so then, Alyssa. Oh, before that happened, before Patricia's back, uh, she, when she was still in the hospital, Alyssa was snooping on Patricia at the hospital. And uh, Hot Craig, the doctor, spots her. He's like, eh, what, what? the volunteers aren't normally on this floor. And she plays it off and, like, invites him to coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So then later, Alyssa, Alyssa tells us to know, right, that she saw Peter at the hospital. You are, yeah, you know, so some, you're, you're jumping ahead here. So, uh, oh. like, after she, she and Craig spot each other, Alyssa comes home and she immediately lays into Christina for mentioning her ex to Craig and claiming, like, she's all pissed off. She's like, well, now I've got to go on a date with Craig so he doesn't tell people that I'm damaged goods. Yeah. Right? Like, she didn't say you were a hoe. Yeah. She said you had a boyfriend. Yeah. Who was he going to spread this word around to? Were they in high school? Damaged. Well, goods. Christina isn't. She well, she might be there as the principal. Damaged right. Goods. You know. Right. She's gonna spread it around the faculty. He's gonna so, spread it around. So 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 Yeah, this is so, where Alyssa says she saw Peter at the uh, um Peter at the hospital with Patricia. And he stole bet and she's saying he stole medical records. Yeah. This all relates to that convoluted something, somebody's mistress, blah, 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 that whole yeah. thing. So, so then Liz, we see Liz and Noah, and they have another fight. And Liz tells Noah that Sam is going to give me the money to to have my bakery. And then Peter, no, then Noah asks Liz, are you sleeping with him? Which, okay, normally I would not con- like side with uh, Noah. Noah, but this was such a big purchase, it would make me wonder. I, I would wonder as well, but he was so unsupportive of anything she was trying to do and it fully expected her to be on his side when he's talking about, like, I'm going to leave the firm and, like, start up my own practice. Because I'd be like, bitch, I've been telling you for years that I want to start my own business. Now you're telling me you're just doing yours? Fuck you. So so he, so he asks her if she's sleeping with Sam. She slaps him. I kicked him out. Yeah. Slapped him real hard, too. Yeah, right across the face. And he goes to the hotel and gets the presidential suite. Then he's at the bar, and guess who shows up? Alyssa. And Alyssa gives him a flash drive with security footage from the hospital that is supposedly going to show Peter stealing... Bribing a doctor records. for the records. Yeah. So, so then they end up in Noah's bed 
having sex. Very aggressive bedroom scene in red lighting. Oh, yeah. Very Red lighting, yeah. Well, they were developing some black and white photos while this yeah, was going on. Yeah. Well, black and um, white, because that, that's all the uh, photos were taken in when Christina was born. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the next day, Noah's feeling guilty. Um, Alyssa is like, you're the perfect man. And he checks his voicemail, and it's a voicemail from Liz. And Liz is like, look, I'm not having an affair. I'm sorry. Let's try to work this out. So then he feels even more like shit. So then Christina comes home and Alyssa's sitting there and Christina's like, okay, wait a minute. You didn't come home last night and you're in the same clothes that you left the house with. And did you hook up with Craig? And she's like, Alyssa's like, yeah, I did. And it was good. And, but so then Alyssa, then Alyssa shows up at the hospital. Well, wait, so like after she like lies and says she hooked up with Craig, Christina's like, oh my God, we should like all go out for drinks. Let me text Craig right now. And Alyssa gets super fucking weird about it. Immediately jets out of there and goes to the hospital. And, and, and throws Craig in a room and sleeps with him. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. like jumps him. It's like, so I took care of that, which, which was smart because then later when Christina asked Noah, about, I mean, asked Craig about their hookup, he was like, yeah, I can't believe that she did that. She like ripped my clothes off. Um, no, we, so we see Noah back at his office with the flash drive. He puts it in his desk. So then that next night we see Peter at, sitting at a bar and he's drunk. And Alyssa walks in and he tells Alyssa, my wife and I have an understanding. Alyssa mm. puts drugs in his drink. Then she takes his phone. She sends out a text that says, I don't, I don't deserve the promotion. Very then quickly she pulls that off. It's based on a lie. Yeah, she texted uh, Ellis. Right. I don't deserve the promotion. It's based on a lie. So then Alyssa's like, well, I'll go home with you, but I'll take my own car. And, and oh, they, they were going to go to her house or, or something, but they drove, like, she's like, I took my own car, so I'll drive my own car. So he's following her, and then she starts driving really fast, and his drugs kick in, and he get, has an accident. Which this is the opposite of that movie we saw a few weeks ago. This was advocating for uh, driving whilst under the influence. Right. And it did not end well. It did not. So, so then Alyssa comes home and every, Craig and what was, the, oh, the boyfriend was named Jason, right? It was Craig Marcus, and Jason. I, I think it was Marcus, wasn't oh, it? Marcus. So it's Craig and Marcus and Christina and they're all sitting in the living room and Alyssa comes home and they're all like, woo, let's have some wine. And she kisses Craig and she's all being all flirty with Craig. And so then, um, oh, so then she walks out and Craig is like being really scary stalkery too. Yeah, he's like, and, I'm going to marry that girl. And then he's like, we're going to have beautiful babies together and all this stuff. And I'm like, you're being a little forward and stalkerish. 
So, so then well, like, the look, boss, his one of his best friends is Christina, so he knows that time is precious. That's <laughs> right. How much time on How this many earth? summers? How many summers do you have left? That it's like that movie Old, where they like age over in like one day. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so then the boss, this boss is an asshole too, because the boss calls calls um, <laughs> Noah and is like, "Well, Peter had congratulations. It's funerals next week." And he texted me that he didn't want a pro- the promotion. So that's what he's a lie. That's what he says. He's like, uh, he was in a car accident. Uh huh. Uh huh. His funeral's next week. But but is he okay? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> what they sh- what they should have done was had a big party again <laughs> you know, right. to announce yeah. to say who is here's who's getting and, it. And 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 like the entire people are wrapped, thinking that it's Peter that's dead, and you find out that no, actually Noah's been dead this whole time. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how he's no, the same age as his daughter. <laughs> you could also have Noah hidden away. They could have a big office party where they reveal who's dead and who's getting the promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Noah. Um, oh, so, oh, so then Mr. Ellis is now like, okay, so Noah, we need you. So if you want the promotion, you can have it. So, so then we see... Liz, she's jogging. Noah meets up with her and starts jogging with her. He joins her. Yeah, but Alyssa's is watching. Yeah, Alyssa's is watching. From her and car. They do their apologies, Liz and Noah. And Liz is like, well, let's have dinner together. And then Noah gets a text. Yeah, like he's getting psycho texts from Alyssa while he's trying to have this nice moment with his wife. Yeah. So, so so then um this is when well, they go meet says, in the park. Meet, he says meet me in the park in 5 as if he knows that she's right right in the area but maybe it's a small town. Well no, they're in LA, right? right. Does it take a long time to get to it get places? Depends on where you are in relation to depends it. Depends on where you are. Oh, so well, so then so then Liz leaves, Alyssa runs up to him, and Alyssa is, like, talking about, like, the flash drive she and all this stuff. Christina and Marcus just happen to be running in the park, and Christina catches them. And she runs up to him, and she's like, Dad, what the hell are you doing? And Alyssa turns to Christina, and she's like, we're in love. And then Christina is like, are you kidding me? Get the hell out of my house. And she slaps Alyssa. <laughs> yes. The the, I, the slapping in this movie was fantastic. They were yes. epic slaps. But this slap uh, apparently warranted like a first aid kit or some like Neosporin or something. I don't know how necessary that was. So, so, and then um, Noah tells Alyssa, you know, we've got to cool, we've got to cool it because I'm actually in love with my wife. I want to get back together with her. And so Marcus and Christina are talking and Chris, this is the dumb part. Cause Christina was like, I'm going to like snoop on her, which I was all for. I'm going to get to the bottom of this and I'm going to snoop. On, I'm going to snoop on her. She's from Texas and her ex boyfriend is named Jason and he's a doctor. So I'm going to Google every doctor named Jason in Texas. Yeah. But she did immediately realize that that was a futile plan. 
Like she was just like in the writing of the movie, the character realizes, okay, I'm being crazy here. Cause that's not a real plan. Right. So, so then, so then Noah comes over and he's like, you know, making excuses to Christina and like playing the blame game. And Christina's like, just get out of here. I'm just, I'm disgusted with you. Get out. So Alyssa's following him. And then we're back at Liz's house. She's baking. He comes over. They talk about Peter, Noah, and Liz. Noah then cooks for Liz. And then, um, is this where Christina comes home? No, this is and where, she, so they're, they're, he cooks for, and they're kind of reconnecting. They hear this crash outside. There's a potted plant that's knocked over. And as Noah's about to leave, this is like, oh, what? Like, why are you going? And he's like, I want to take it slow. Um, so he leaves. Hotel. And Christina's crying on her couch. Uh, and she gets a message. And it's it's the mom messaging Christina. Oh, that's right. And, and then... Um... And then we cut back to Alyssa. Uh, she's mad. She's mad, and she told um, she told Noah, "I saw you with your wife." She's this is like her. this is by the way this f- fight with her Alyssa and Noah is happening like in the lobby slash bar area of the hotel, so it's very public, and, and everybody's watching. And she's yelling at him. And then she does that lifetime villain trick of she scratched him and then said, don't touch me. But she's the one that like did the violence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she scratches his neck. She scratches his neck. And then she screams, don't touch me. And everybody's looking at him. And then um, Christina went, like, went home to visit her mom. And she, like, Christina at this point knows, and she's going to tell her mom that her dad's been, like, messing around. And, but her mom, Liz, says, I saw your dad, I saw your father today. And then Christina is thinking, oh, he told you? But then the mom starts talking, and Christina's confused. Yeah, they're kind of dancing around it. I think Christina finally figures out that, like, Noah didn't tell her. And then she's getting ready to tell her, and then... Uh, Noah comes home and just blurts it out. I slept with Alyssa. And then the mom's upset and Noah's like, well, I'm sorry. I want you back. And she's like, it's too late. I'm pissed. So then Christina comes home. Alyssa had moved out of the house. All of her shit is gone. But she finds an old ID of Alyssa's. From the hospital in Texas from Texas and she sends an email like she starts snooping she sits she sends an email then we see Liz and Christina and they're at lunch in a very loud room this room was so loud that they were in we should point out the email she sent was because she now knows what hospital it was it narrows down her search for a doctor named Jason much more so she sends an email in the largest font ever essentially uh, writing it to a catch all like info at hospitalcrazypeople.com saying like hey does this guy work there because things happen in my life right so, so then after their lunch liz leaves 
And all of a sudden, Liz is outside. This is in broad daylight, mm-hmm. like in the middle of the afternoon. And a person in a black hoodie comes barreling down the street at noon in a busy area and stabs Liz and takes her purse. I would argue it's not a black hoodie. I would argue it's a black jacket with a gray hood. It was a okay. two-tone hoodie. They're either messing with the formula. This is a new fashion line. For, yeah, new fashion yeah. line for 2023. Black Lifetime jacket with the hood, gray stop hood. This. Stop, it's a gray stop it right now. No, new stop colors it. for no. spring. I embrace change. No, stop it. Don't mess with the formula. Start it. Remember what happened when, when parents stopped, you know, they stopped having, like, widowers on Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> Widowmakers? A widowers. Widowers. Yeah. Remember what happened? Cut, yeah, it, was, cut it out. Let's try to think about that. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Liz is, like, totally stabbed and, like, laying on the ground. And so then... Liz's stabbing was worse than we thought because now Liz is in surgery. And so, and this is where Sam is just completely out of line. This wait, 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 wait. Before we get to that very important detail, the stabber isn't Alyssa as you would and you would think. It was Craig. And this was the part where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He does look pained with guilt though. And well, Sam were like having an argument at the hospital. I'd like to point out that scene where we, we discover it's Craig and he's, well, no, actually, this is, this is actually an important point that Craig is talking to Alyssa and we find out that she's basically blackmailing Craig. Yes. Yeah. What was the blackmail too? That she was going to like pretend that, oh, it was, it was that she was going to say that he provided this. Well, that, that's, that's jumping ahead a little bit. I do want to point out something really funny I saw in that scene. Uh, but before we before that though is like Craig shows up. Oh, this oh it's actually this scene. Never mind, never mind. Yeah. The did it's you the, notice that as they're having this conversation and he's admitting to stabbing a person and she's admitting to like having these stolen files, blah blah blah. They're talking about this openly in the rickety gym. There is somebody working out in the background. As they're yelling. Literally no. with an earshot. There was a woman literally doing squats right behind Alyssa. I didn't see that. She's kind of bouncing in and out of frame, kind of like this. <laughs> but she's like mostly uh, um, covered by Alyssa, but they did have extras in this scene that they should not have had extras in. No. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and they're yelling, and, and Alyssa's working out as they're fighting like an insane person. I was going to say this is called exposition, and like in Game of Thrones, they had something called sex position, but this is exercise position. Yeah. Oh, and then Alyssa, and then with this woman in the room, Alyssa's telling Craig, "You better, you, I hope you killed her. She better be I'm dead." I'm rewatching this. Yeah, like, I have to rewatch that scene. Yeah, I actually, re- I was like, because I didn't notice it at first, because again, she is very obscured. Um, and, and any other scene, it wouldn't have pulled my focus, but like, I thought about what they were talking about. I'm like, they should not be so open with this plan. Cause that's the thing. Like, she better be dead. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe she had 
earphones in or something like that. So, so then, so then Craig calls her a crazy bitch, and he's like, "No, I didn't tell her, you crazy bitch." So then we're at the hospital. Alyssa shows up with flowers, and it's like, and tells Noah, "Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant." And Noah's like, "You're crazy. We slept together a few days ago, and it was only once. And it was a few days ago. It's too soon." And she's like, "Well, I took a blood test." And I'm pregnant. And you can't turn the your back test. on your baby. When did she get the blood test? Ugh. That's what she said. So so then this is when um this is when uh uh Marcus and Christina get a hold of the guy from the beginning of the movie in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to him on the phone. And at first, we don't know that he's in a wheelchair. We know it's the guy from the beginning of the movie, but we don't know he's in a wheelchair until he backs up. And he's like, listen, she's crazy. Her real name is Victoria, and you need to contact Detective Deckard. And she killed She killed my wife, and he kept on saying, contact Detective Deckard. Don't forget. And he's like, and he's like, yeah. And her name is her name is Victoria. And then Christina was like, oh, I did hear about a missing girl in Texas. And then we find out that Alyssa Winters is dead. I see dead people. I have here that blood tests can tell if you're pregnant about six to eight days after you ovulate. Okay, then that you- makes sense because it was about. It, I didn't even think it was six days, though. No. No, it was like the day before. Yeah. So then this, so then, okay, so so Noah goes to visit Liz, and this explanation was stupid. Because he was like, well, I feel left out because you and Christina have had a bond since she was born. Christina's 35, and you're still holding on to this? Yeah, and you're 35 as well. Right. And, and, and you're like, her dad. You should have a bond with her, too. Yeah, because he's like, I felt disconnected. I felt disconnected since she was born. It's like, okay, if she was like 10 or 5, I I would be like, okay, but this is like 35 years. How can you that. not yeah, share much. a bond with a blood relative that you share a birthday with? Right. Exactly. They're born the yeah, same I'm, day. I'm, you same all time. went to high school together. Yeah. You and your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you- Graduating class. <laughs> um, oh, I love this part too. Because he's apologizing and Liz is like, go make me some lunch. <laughs> so he goes, he's making lunch, and then Sam comes over with red roses. What the hell? Red roses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and Noah is like, you've got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding me. And then Sam kind of decides he he's backs off. Yeah. Sam kind of realizes, look, I don't have a chance here. Right. So so then, because, yeah, you know, because Sam, if, if Liz isn't sleeping, you, you've been friend zoned a long time ago. Yeah. So then, um, uh, Noah's making a smoothie for Liz too, like a sandwich, a smoothie, and then Alyssa comes in and hits him in the head. 
And then she goes upstairs. Liz is sleeping. She opens her eyes. Alyssa has a knife. She tries to stab her. Christina comes home. Alyssa picks up a poker and hits Christina (laughs) in the back of the head with it. And then Christina, uh, Alyssa falls to the ground and then Christina kicks her in the gut. And Liz is like, don't do that. She's pregnant. And then Christina looks at her and Alyssa's like, are you really? And then Alyssa's like, no, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I the just wife... want to be loved. Yeah. yeah, the wife is lacking in brain power, it seems. she's yeah, She's been inhaling too much wheat flour. But I love that. No, I'm not pregnant. I just want to be loved. <laughs> I just okay. think of John Lovitz's impression of Harvey Firestein. I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? <laughs> so, so then the police say, oh, Liz, the police are like, Liz, we found the man who stabbed you. His name is Craig, and he was in Alyssa's trunk. He's dead. He was a doctor. And, and then... And then he's like, oh, Alyssa was blackmailing him. And then we cut to three months later. And they're at the ribbon cutting of Liz's bakery. And that, and was, that was the it. end. That was that was such a wild, all over the place, bonkers lifetime movie with the lamest ending ever. Because well, you know my says- favorite because my favorite lifetime endings are either at the end when the crazy person's in prison and they're like showing their craziness or they get away and they show up on the other side of the world like hi i'm nancy and start doing it all over again yeah like that it's doing the 3 months later totally lends itself to okay alyssa is terrorizing another marriage right right well, or she's in the hospital seducing a guard or something yeah this one ends with um uh, christina's boyfriend says all's well that ends well so they're gonna that's the part where i was like oh i know 10 year olds who would probably have better lives than they're gonna quote they're quoting shakespeare yeah right well anyway that's it oh my gosh and we're good I had a time limit tonight, and we've got like two minutes, so yeah. we're perfect. Perfect. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com. Jason. Please rate and review us to, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us five stars. It helps more people find us. You can find all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. I am Kurt Fitzpatrick. I'm going to be in an upcoming episode of the Rank and Review movie podcast, but I'll give details of that later because that's not online yet, but it is in the can, so it's coming up. And before we go, I know we have a lot of listeners in other countries. We have overseas listeners. So if we have any listeners in Prague, I am going to be in Prague uh, May 22nd through the 27th doing my show, uh, The Real Black Swan, Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen at the Prague Fringe Festival. And if you want to find out more information about that, you can go to pragefringe.com. C-Z. And I think that's it. I think it is too. 
All right. Well, until next time, bye. Bye. All's well that ends well. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>